Welcome to Married by Design. Anger, bitterness, and resentment. Those three can destroy your heart and your relationships. How is it that you can better handle those temptations and live a life of grace and joy? That's what we'll be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome to this week's episode of Married by Design. We're now in the very practical part of the series. We've been looking at how to handle the issues of life. If you haven't listened to from the beginning of the series, we encourage you to go back. It's so important to have that good foundation so that you can really get some traction in dealing with the issues that you face. It involves an understanding of the work of God's Spirit, the power of the Word, and The hope that you should have that you are able to change. You are able to change by God's grace. We looked at the process of working on the heart as well as working on your actions and doing. We've discussed our feelings and how they can dominate us, but we should not allow them to be the dominant force, but they can be an indication of where the heart is. And last week we looked at discontentment. The week before that, we looked at fear and anxiety. As we address these issues, we hope that you will understand that this is only the starting point. For you to see a heart change that leads to action, you need to dig deep and long. God is the one that changes your heart and helps you to handle the issues of life better. But you have your part to really study and become an expert in these areas. And you need to work consistently to apply the put-ons and the put-offs in your life. This week we're looking at anger, bitterness, and resentment. It's amazing and it's sad to think about so many people living in anger and bitterness, even Christians. If we understand all that Christ has done for us and how we're forgiven and cleansed from our sin, we should have a confidence that we are able to really deal with the heart of anger And we should also take that example of forgiveness and extend forgiveness to others in our life. But responding in anger is so destructive to any relationship. Living with resentment and bitterness is like a poison for the soul. And so this week, we want to look at how to deal with the heart and your actions in regards to these important issues. As with any issue, we need to remember that it is God that does the delivering. He's the one who is going to help you. And so the first thing you need to do is ask God to help you and ask him to help you to rescue you from the heart of anger and bitterness. You need to take time to pray and have an extended prayer time in which you express your willingness to submit to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who is going to help you to fully understand the biblical truth that we talk about. He's the one that's going to show you how you're falling short. And He's the one that's going to empower you and give you the ability to be consistent and really change these areas in your life. You also need to expect that God is going to show your heart issues related to anger and bitterness. We can deceive ourselves and justify the way that we react and the way that we think. It's God's Spirit that is going to help you to see those heart issues and understand it fully. This is the process that you need to begin to examine your heart. God will reveal the heart issues to you so that you can begin to address them biblically. As we have said, there could be any number of heart issues related to anger and bitterness. But there are three overarching heart issues. 
the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life. That's a good place to start is you begin to ask the question, why am I so angry? Why is it that I hold on to offenses and live in resentment? And why is it that I have become bitter toward that person? Those are good questions that will begin to help you to realize where your heart is and the seeds that are fostering the anger and bitterness. The heart of anger is often focused on self, your rights, and what you deserve. Spend some time reflecting and allowing the Spirit to reveal your heart issues. The next step is to begin to look at Scripture. The Scripture is going to point out heart issues and begin to teach you how to handle the issues better. We're going to suggest some passages again that you should take a look at and spend some time in. This is only the beginning. Maybe you could Google or use a concordance and look at all the verses on anger, bitterness, and resentment. As with any issue that you struggle with, you need to become an expert in it. You need to have a biblical understanding so that you can help other people that may be struggling with anger and bitterness. But it has to start with you. Let's start looking at Psalm 4, verses 4 and 5. It says, Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your bed and be silent. Selah. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. What a great couple of verses dealing with anger. This is so practical. It addresses both the heart and the doing. The psalmist gives you a plan to deal with anger in your heart. The first thing to recognize in verse 4 is that some anger is sin. That's right. Not all anger is sin. It says in the Bible that God is angry and God never sins. Anger becomes sin when it is not focused on the things that would make God angry. Anger is sin when it is out of control. This would be the case with 99% of the anger that you and I typically have. It's important that you recognize that it's sin. We've talked about this. That means that you need to acknowledge that it is sin. You're not justifying or excusing your anger, and you can't minimize it. Remember that confession is to say the same thing that God says about anger. If it's sin, it's something that needs to be acknowledged and confessed and turned from. Understanding that anger is sin also gives hope because God can help us to overcome sin in our life. You should never be in a place where you feel that your anger is dominating you and you have no hope of change. Notice how the psalmist goes on with instruction. Here's the put on and the put off. When you feel that anger is rising up, we tend to react immediately in anger with words and actions. That's what's so harmful to your own heart and to others. That's what you need to put off or stop doing. And the put on is to Ponder in your own hearts on your bed and be silent. That is so practical. It means that when you start to feel the anger rising up, rather than giving in to it, you need to go to your bed. You isolate yourself and settle down your heart. You need to go and ponder. That doesn't mean that you ponder and think about the offense or what's been wrong, done wrong to you that's causing you to be angry. You need to go and ponder God's truth. You need to refocus your mind and your thoughts on God's perspective from His Word. You need to let God's Word sift back into your mind and begin to refocus your attention and help you to rethink the issues that you're facing. And be silent. Again, that means not retaliating or acting in anger or saying anything that is going to cause damage and that you're going to regret. 
It means to begin to listen to God and what He has to say to you. This is a great time to calm your emotions down so that they don't control you. And it may mean that you go to your bed and isolate yourself, or maybe you go for a long walk and you reorient your thinking. Again, it does not mean that you think about the offense, but you think about the truth of God's word and what he wants you to do in the situation. In verse 5, he writes, Offer right sacrifices. A sacrifice is something that you do in obedience to God as part of your worship and service to Him. Once you've got your heart and your mind under control, that's what you need to do. You need to do something in obedience as part of your worship to God. That may be asking forgiveness from those that you've been angry with. It may be serving those that you're angry with. It may be doing any number of tasks that you've been putting off that you need to take care of. It may be spending some time in worship and praise to God. That really is another put off and put on. You're putting off that angry response and retaliation, and you're putting on praise and service. That What a wonderful transformation God can do in your heart. And the last part of verse 5, the psalmist writes, Put your trust in the Lord. One of the reasons that we can get angry is because things are out of our control and are not happening the way that we want. You get frustrated and upset and have outbursts because you've been mistreated or things are not fair. And the remedy for that is trust. We try to fix things through our anger and the way that we retaliate, but it never works. It only causes more friction and destruction in the relationship. What you have to begin to do is to trust God in the midst of it. Trust that God is going to work and leave it to Him to work and enter that rest that He provides. As we said, that's a great passage dealing with anger, and it's one that you might want to memorize. Let's look at a couple other verses. In Ephesians 4, 31-32, Paul writes, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God and Christ forgave you. This is one of Paul's passages on the put-offs and put-ons. You want to put off all bitterness, wrath, and anger. You want putting away all malice means refusing the desire to hurt the other person. And you are to put on kindness, tender-heartedness, and forgiveness. This is a cure for resentment. When you have that sense of forgiveness in the way that God has forgiven you, you can let go of the resentment. Another passage is Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. That's the parable of the unforgiving servant. We won't go through that passage here, but Jesus is very harsh with the servant who has been, been forgiven so much, but he's not willing to forgive his brother. That applies to us as believers. If we really understand the cross and what Christ has done for us in saving us from sin and forgiving us of all that we've done, it should be a very easy thing to forgive others when they wrong us. If you truly understand that, the resentment will vaporize. You can't have resentment in your heart if you understand all that Christ has done for you. Filling your mind with the grace and the mercy of the cross will help you to let go of bitterness and resentment. It's important, as we address the idea of putting off resentment and unforgiveness, that we talk about what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is a choice that you make. It's not some emotion that you feel or don't feel. It's not that you can be upset and mad at somebody as long as you feel that. When the emotions die down, you forgive them. 
You have to choose to forgive them despite how you feel. Forgiveness is something you obey because Paul commands you to forgive. Forgiveness is a choice and involves three things. Forgiveness, first of all, is a commitment to not think about the offense. Second, forgiveness is a commitment not to bring up the offense to the one who has offended you or done you wrong. That's why forgiveness is so powerful in relationships. If you forgive somebody for the things they have done to you, you can no longer throw it back in their face in a future argument. It forces you to deal with the issue because you cannot bring up the trash from the past. The third thing forgiveness is, is a commitment to not bring it up to other people. This means that if you forgive somebody, you can't gossip to other people. You can't talk about it with anyone except when you're seeking wise counsel, which means most of the time you just don't bring it up. Well, with those verses, that'll get you started dealing with this issue of anger, resentment, and forgiveness, and how to deal with bitterness. Let's suggest some books that you can read to develop your understanding better. The first book is one by Ed Welch entitled, A Small Book About a Big Problem, Meditations on Anger, Patience, and Peace. The second is a book by Wayne Mack entitled, Anger and Stress Management, God's Way. If you struggle with this heart issue, we encourage you to get one of those books and do a deeper study as well as looking at more scriptures. It's important for you to continue to review and study the passages every day. We've already talked about the put-ons and the put-offs. Make a list of specifically what you're going to put off and put on and practice that. Write out a contingency plan to put in place when you start to feel that anger rising. Use Psalm 4, verses 4 and 5. Well, let's pray. Father, just pray for anybody who is listening to this that is struggling with anger, that you would give them a hope that you are able to rescue them and help them. Lord, and help them to apply the verses and study and uh, get it in their hearts that will lead to their action. And we pray for your spirit to help them in that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's it for this week. We'd love to hear from you. If you found this study helpful or you want to share the application that you're making, you can email us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. We also encourage you to rate this podcast because it gives us more visibility. Would you also share this podcast with somebody on Facebook, text it to them, or put it on Instagram. It would be a great encouragement to someone who is maybe struggling with unforgiveness and bitterness. Next week on our podcast, we're going to look at the area of depression and discouragement. How do you handle depression and discouragement better in your life so that you can live a life of victory and joy? That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. Mm -hmm.